Welcome to the Design for a Living podcast with Chelsea Coriel. On this week's episode, I'm going to be talking about starting your design business. Taking a leap, finally making that jump and the decision that you're going to be a designer. Um, there's so many different aspects of it, and I've just been thinking about it a lot this week. And so I thought uh, I would just talk to you guys about what I've been thinking about. Uh, starting with Wine Walk went out, uh, went, went off without a hitch that we had here at the store. They said it was about 750 people. It was crazy busy, um, but just a great outreach for the community. It's a it's a wonderful way to let people know that we're here. People always ask me about the best marketing. And, and again, this goes out to those new designers. You don't have to pay to be in magazines. You don't have to spend a ton of money to you know, have your um, the, the pro version of house your account. Sometimes it's as simple as getting out in your community, going to a wine walk and have a stack of your business cards. Talk to people. Oh, well, I'm an interior designer. I guarantee if you went to one of these events in your community, right? Everyone's got their guard down. They're not, um, they're, they're not worried about being sold to. They're not feeling pressured. They're just having a good time. And you're meeting people, you're interacting, you're starting conversations. And when it comes up, what do you do for a living? Oh, I'm an interior designer. Nine out of 10 times people will say, oh my gosh, I need your help. Oh, I've just got this house. Now, this is where this is where new designers fall short. These are the things that I see people make mistakes um, over and over again. Someone says, oh, you're a designer. Oh, I could use your help. It's really tempting. It's kind of our instinct to start talking. Oh, all right. Well, I've been a designer for this long and I can you know, give you a discount here and I can do that and I charge this much and, and you just start talking. This is the time to listen. I keep mentioning that, but it's so true. This is where you get to know about them. Oh, you have a new house. Oh my gosh, where is it? Have you unpacked your boxes yet? Oh, don't you hate that? What do you do with all that cardboard? Oh, is it a bigger house? It's new. Oh, it's a bigger house. Oh, that's cool. You know, how many rooms do you have? Where did you move from? You know, what do you like about the house? They're little casual, um, you know, small talk. It's something that a neighbor would would you know, have a conversation with their neighbor about, but you're gathering information, right? You're taking all those little tidbits of information, you're storing them back in your brain. And the next step is to say, you know, I would love to come see the space. I'd love to come see your house. Um, you know, let me see how I can help. Are you free next Thursday? <laughs> Do you have plans on Tuesday? Here's my card. And when you do that, when you, again, start with getting to know them, letting them know how much you care, right? They don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Those cheesy uh, phrases, but it works. Getting to know them, connecting to that level and letting them know, I'd love to help you. I'm not trying to shove my services down your throat. I'm not trying to sell you anything. I'm not trying to make money off of you. I'd love to help you. And you give them the card. Now that's a completely different foundation for a client relationship. You start off on the right foot. You're not gonna have the same walls put up. When you go to that house the next week, it's gonna be like you're a friend. You know, oh my gosh, come on, oh, it was so great to see you. Wasn't that a fun party? You know, you sit down, you chit chat. 
it's just different how most people think when you're starting a business, you always think you have to go straight into business, but that's just not the case. You have to spend the time to connect and to build trust, right? You have to build that trust uh, and familiarity with them so that they will open up their home to you and they will share the needs that they have and they will openly talk about the budget that they want to spend and how long they want to, to you know, have this home, how much they want to invest. All of that starts with bonding, connecting, and trust. So when you start this design business, right, and, and I really want to talk to people who you've been afraid to start. Um, I hear all the time people, you know, keep emailing me and saying, oh, gosh, I've just always wanted to do it, but I, I was too afraid to jump. I was too afraid to start. But if that's all you have to do to start your design business is maybe print up some cards, get Vistaprint, get, you know, you can get 250 cards, really cheap. That's all you need to do to start. As long as you're a few steps ahead of your client, you can learn a lot of it as you go. Again, you know, maybe you're just starting out with color consultations. If you're really good at picking out colors, you can just go in and give color consultations for, for paint colors. Now, I will tell you, that is riskier business than most people think. Um, if you're going to do that, you have to be smart about it. You have to make sure that you have samples that you're testing on the walls or the big peel-off strips that you can now paint the paint and, and put it off and peel it off. You can't imagine the embarrassment and the frustration and the money you'll lose if you walk in and say, nope, it's got to be agreeable gray. <laughs> you paint their whole house agreeable gray and they hate it. Or it turns a funny color in their lighting. Something happens, right? So you might think that's a really simple way to start your business, but be smart about it. Stop. Think about it. What's the smartest way that you can proceed to creating this business, to growing step by step, right? That's how I built my system, right? You start by trying these things, seeing if they work, and building upon them. You got to get, you have to get your confidence. You have to get your portfolio pictures. You have to get uh, a clientele built up. But it doesn't start where most people think. You know, they most people think they have to have an office. They have to have a store. They have to have a degree. They have to have all of these expensive books and fabric samples. And you have to learn CAD. And you have to have, you know, this great computer and you drawing renderings. And that's just not true. It's not true. I mean, it's one way to go about a design business. But if you've got this love and this passion, sometimes you just got to start. Sometimes you just have to start and practice with your friends. Practice with a neighbor Practice with your parents, you know, with an aunt or an uncle and, and say, you know, I want to really approach this as a professional. I'm going to, you know, I'm building up my confidence and I want to, you know, learn how I'm going to run my business, how I'm going to uh, create my system that I work with my clients. So do you mind if, you know, I'll help you with your house, you know, I won't charge you anything, but I'm going to be sort of learning on the job. I mean, again, that's why I say talk to friends and family before you don't, don't talk to a new client and say that. But there's just, there, there's so much fear that goes into this, to starting, to starting a new business. And I get it. it. It's, it is terrifying, but that's why you just, I'm, I'm a dip my toe in the pool kind of person. I like to test to see what the water feels like before I jump in, right? I am, if you ever watch Superstar, I am not the just leap in. I have to put my toe in and, and, and 
feel the temperature first. I like to walk into a room and scan and see, okay, who's there? What's the vibe? Where are people lingering? Where, you know, who, what type of people are here? I am definitely um, an observer. And it's really helped me every time I've had to move to a new city and start my business. It's helped me to slowly get in, but not waste time, right? See the difference? Like you can, you can waste time by saying, oh, nope, I don't have the right computer. I don't know how to do CAD yet. I don't know how to do, you know, SketchUp. Can't start my business. That's not true. You just have to test the water a little. Um, this week, ugh, there was a nightmare on my, my website, but it's all fixed. Um, all of the links disappeared and the documents that those links went to disappeared. And so I spent a lot of this week recreating a lot of the documents that go with the course, um, a lot of the checklists and forms. And so again, that's, that's probably where this came from, where I was thinking about, you know, new designers. And one of the documents that you get as part of the course is called the designer survival guide. And maybe I'll do a whole episode on it because it's, my husband says it was one of the best things I've ever written, but I think it it came out of necessity. Um, I was coaching with a client um, in Chicago. I won't mention names, but um, I miss you. And uh, I've been coaching with her for for maybe two months. And, you know, I I taught her my system at the beginning and we were meeting once a month or once a week uh, on the phone. And by month two, she was still working on her website. And I said, well, have you, have you, you know, gone out and done this? Have you done this networking? Have you talked to the realtors in your office? Have you, no, I'd really want to get this website done. But she was at the point where it was do or die. She had separated from her husband. She was now getting her place of her own. She had kids. This was the first time she was going to be completely supporting herself. She had a receptionist job at a real estate office. So it wasn't, you know, a huge moneymaker. But this was the point where if she didn't make money now, she was going to go, you know, have to go find a job somewhere that she could survive off of. And I knew how much she loved design and I knew how much it you know, was a part of her soul, like we always talk about. So I, I, started, I started to panic. Like, okay, what can I do? What's the best advice I could give her? And so I started talking to my husband about it. And, you know, he was a, a search and rescue pilot in the Navy uh, for a while. And he was just a pilot in the Navy for many, many years. And so I said, like, you know, if, if you were stranded on an island, what, and you were absolutely desperate, it was life or death, what steps would you take? And he walked me through it, and it was completely opposite of what I thought. It was, it was you know, his first, his first um, step is to spell help on the beach. And I thought you don't want to build a fire. You know, you see on TV, you see on Survivor and I love Naked and Afraid and they're always like, you got to build a fire, got to build a fire. He said, no, if you're stranded somewhere, you're, you have a small window of when they're looking for you. You have 48 hours or 72 hours when the Coast Guard's out looking for you. You have to get help on the beach and you make it big and you make it obnoxious and, and you know, right out in the open. And I thought, well, that's really interesting. So we started talking about it and step by step by step. And I started to see parallels and how it related to starting a design business and not just slow and easy and hmm, I'm going to start my business next year, but okay, if I don't make money by next month, uh, I can't pay my rent, right? We, we needed to make money fast. And so going through this, and again, I will all save that little uh, teaser for, for a whole episode because it's a really good, um, 
a lot of good analogies that you can you can transfer. But the main key point was that help on the beach is knowing that people are looking for you. You have people out in your community that are desperate for a designer. You know, especially now we're stuck inside. The holidays are here. You're looking around your house going, well, I can make the tree pretty, but the rest of my house is pretty embarrassing. <laughs> I think maybe that's why we put up so many decorations when we have all this company coming in the holidays, because uh, we can hide a lot of the imperfections and the lack of decoration or lack of furniture. But those people need you. They're searching for you. They wish they had someone that was you know, easy to talk to, would listen to them, would help them design their house without judging, without um, making, you know, them feel bad that they don't have, you know, $100,000 to spend on furniture right now. I mean, those are people out there that really want a designer. It doesn't have to be a big project, but wouldn't it be great if they could find you? If they just knew how to get a hold of you. So the whole process starts, right, with that help on the beach is understanding who's looking for you. So getting really clear on your ideal client, knowing where do those people hang out? Yeah, you can build a website, but then you have to learn how to get people to look at your website. So, you know, there's, there's one of the steps is to quickly get a, a fast sort of a template website up. You put the information, but the key thing is how to find you. And then I teach how to get out into the community. You need to get out there. You need to find a steady stream of clients, get the stream thing. Um, you you know all these little analogies, but at the end of it, you realize this is sort of a quick start guide to starting your design business. And it is it's the it's the new designers that that you know you spend a lot of time doubting yourself and doubting your ability and thinking, well, if I get this big huge house, this big project, I don't know how to design a kitchen, I don't know how to design a bathroom, and you know where will I get tile? How do I find a plumber? Yeah, you don't, you don't know that right away. You're not going to know that right away. But that doesn't mean you can't design. Why not just start with redesign packages? Why not have a business card that says, you know, Chelsea Coriel, interior designer, specializing in redesign, uh, repurposing, you know, your space to create a, you know, fresh new look. And, and just helping people with the furniture they have, rearranging. There's so many different avenues that you could take to, to feed that design instinct that you have and to help people. And yeah, you get paid for that. They're going to love your service and you can charge what you're worth. doesn't mean that you, you have to charge pennies. You can charge a fair fee, but it's a great way to get started, to get the ball rolling, to get the momentum going. Every project will be a lesson. I promise you, every client, I still learn something new at every, every project. So I just don't want you to, to have fear hold you back. Yeah, it feels like an emergency right now, but the best thing you can do is to start believing in yourself, right? And then start telling people, I believe in myself. I'm a designer. I'm a designer. Let me help. I'd love to help you with your home. Let me just come see the space. That's all you have to do to get started. Right? It, it doesn't have to be scary. Start small and build. Grow with it. You're going to have a stronger foundation anyways. That's how you're really going to know what you're doing because it's real life experience. 
And you'll start to feel confident. You'll start to feel comfortable. You'll start to be talking to more people. You start to get these little pictures of a redesign and you put that on your website. You start to grow and get out into the community and then your name starts to spread. And before you know it, you have a waiting list of people. You know, you're making $5,000 a month. It's, it's a very easy transition. Before you know it, you turn around and, oh my gosh, I really do have a design business. But it just has to start with the confidence. It just has to start with you getting out there, putting yourself out there. Don't let, you know, not knowing how to do SketchUp hold you back from your dream. You can pay someone to do SketchUp and charge the client for that. If you need drawings done, there are tons of people locally. You can look at Craigslist on Etsy, on Fiverr. Fiverr's a fantastic website. There are so many resources right now where affordably you can get someone that they just want to sit behind their computer at home and and do drawings. That's all they want to do. They don't want to talk to clients. They don't want to go out in in public. They just want to sit at the computer and do drawings. Those people are out there at $35, $50 to do a drawing. You just have to charge your client $50 more and you can get that done. So that's what I mean. It's you who holds you back. The reason you haven't started yet is because there's something holding you back. It's fear. It's it's fear that you're going to fail, that you're going to look stupid, and you're going to lose money. Well, if you haven't put any money in to begin with, other than maybe some business cards, you don't have that much to lose. Dip your toe in. Start small. Get a feel for it. You might realize you don't even want to be a designer. I see that happen more often than not. You get in and you think, ooh, I have to actually you know, deal with housewives or people in, in bad moods. I, they're not just going to instantly believe everything I want to do for their house and throw money at me. No, there's a lot more to being a designer than that. But how will you know that until you actually get out there and do it? I can tell you all day long. Every week I tell you this. But until you actually try, you're not going to believe me. It's like raising my kids. They don't listen to me. But I know that they'll figure it out for themselves someday. I keep telling them, this is not what I want to say I told you so on. But until you try, you just don't know. You're going to fail a couple times, but that's okay. You can always email me, ask questions. I always answer. So I I guess, especially this time of year, people are, you know, evaluating what do they want to do with their life? What are they, are they wasting time? You know, I keep reading articles that everyone in the country is quitting. They're trying to, to find their dream job. I know there's people out there watching this that want to be a designer, why not get started, right? Just just try. Help a friend with their house, but treat yourself like a professional. Treat the cli- your, your friend as if they were your client. Practice. And I, I promise you, you'll know if it's right. You'll know if you're on the right path. You'll know if this is the, the direction you want to be headed. And then send me stories. I want to hear stories. I want to hear um, success stories. I love it. I love hearing Um, from clients, uh, past coaching clients that are really just killing it out there in the business. And they keep thanking me like I did this great thing. No, I just got them to have the confidence to believe in themselves and to actually take a chance and to to go out there. And yeah, you're not going to know everything. No one does. We'll figure it out. Google it. (laughs) Get help. But if you love design like I know you do, then you need to be designing. It's the only way you're going to feel complete. Uh, And you can make a great, great business out of it. So it is the holiday season. Uh, Next week is 
Christmas. And I thought this would be a slow time. Usually, you know, in, in the retail business for furniture, it's not a super busy time. I made sure I had lots of candles and uh, ornaments and things to sell at the store just to have something for people. But boy, let me tell you, we have not slowed down. Uh, that kitchen that I was talking about before that Shraddha had been working with the bid and um, we were over budget and the client was really upset and you know she was heartbroken because this was her dream kitchen and she had a $40,000 budget. Shraddha had found $37,000 worth of material and I said, what's left for the, for the contractor? How do we install that? Where's money for permitting? And so it's been a, it's been a um, really hard working last couple weeks, but happy to say the client came in yesterday and bought all the materials. And yes, we did end up, I think all the materials, but added up to about 37,000, but she got her light fixtures, her bar stools, everything included in that. I met with the contractor at the house we walked through it. His bid is really, really affordable. And once she, the, the, the client actually got to talk to him and to see that we cared about, you know, putting everything into a, um, it was a number that yes, it was over their budget, but they could handle it. They knew where the money was going. They felt comfortable with it. We had told them it wasn't this spring on them. Oh, nope. 20,000 over. No, it was something where we could ask questions. You know, we lowered um, the cost of it by, she had a beautiful, like a Carrera marble. It was actually a quartz, Calcutta gold chosen for the entire countertop. Massive eight foot island. Well, we went from 10 feet to eight feet. That cut out about $3,000. But we did just the Calcutta gold on the island and we did this beautiful gray around the perimeter. Fantastic. It shaved off, you know, I think it was over $1,000 it took off. Um, we took out some of the big, massive drawer banks. You know, a 42-inch drawer stack. No one needs 42-inch wide drawers, and they're really expensive because you have to have seriously heavy-duty glides to hold those drawers. So we cut them down, and we did, you know, a 21-inch drawer stack and a 21-inch cabinet right there. We got the cabinets alone went from 27000 down to 17000 So we worked really hard. But the client is so excited. She brought her check in yesterday, and now Shraddha is, uh, you know, walking on air. Uh, but those are the kinds of things that, again, you know, she's an experienced designer. She has her degree in design. She's been working in design for 15 years. And even that, you know, it's it's a new lesson. It's a new challenge. It's a new struggle. But we did it. Um, so I've been really, really impressed. People are out, they're shopping, they still want their beautiful home. They don't really care that Christmas is next week. You know, they're still buying sofas, they're still planning rooms. The furniture won't be in for six months. So they're kind of realizing, let's do it now so that we're happy by summer. We won't talk about that again. But I think it's a really good time to start designing. I'm telling you, even, even if you think, well, I'm, I won't start now, I'll wait till after the first of the year. You can, but, but don't be afraid. You can hand out a business card next week. You never know. Someone might give your services as a Christmas gift. Oh. That's all I have to say, you guys. I just, I, I know I sound like I'm preaching, but I just want you to believe that I believe in you. I know you can do this. I know you just have to start. Just don't bite off more than you could chew. Take it easy. Ease into it. Do your research and happy designing. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Design for a Living with Chelsea Coriel. 
Our episodes will be dropping on Sunday, so stay tuned. We are on Google Podcasts and Spotify, so stay tuned for that and follow along. Thanks so much for being with us. Find us online at designforaliving.com. Visit us on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and House at Design for a Living. If you'd like to submit a question or request a topic, email us at chelsea at designforaliving.com. That's C-H-E-L-S-E-A at designforaliving.com.